God created the entire universe and everything in it. And in his creation, he said it and it happened to be. Was he some kind of bearded stoic with no emotions? Or was he an emotive artist? Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome to Inverse. We are starting a new 13-week segment on the concept of justice in the Bible. So we want to ask you to join us every single week for the next 13 weeks and make a commitment to study this topic throughout the Bible. We're going to go through Genesis through Revelation and look at how God and justice and mercy, how these things and persons and us, how it all works together. Here we have in the studio with us are some of my really good friends. We have Jonathan, we have Siku and Israel, and we're very blessed to have a wonderful team representing different cultures and people around the world. And we're going to get into the Bible. We're going to pray and we're going to have a really exciting time on the concept of justice. I'm very excited. I'm excited always for the first episode because I really have no idea what's going to happen. So we're going to have a word of prayer. And uh, Jonathan, can you pray for us? And not just pray for the episode, but actually pray for the entire season. That, mm-hmm. that would help us. Let's do it. Father in heaven, we're here again and we're so excited to dig into the Word of God learn more about you, and we pray that your Holy Spirit will illuminate our minds over the next couple of weeks as we study the Word and uh, justice and mercy. We just want to know better how to implement these things in our lives. So bless us now as we study, and bless all who are watching and studying with us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jonathan. Let's go to our first verse. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 1, the first chapter of the Bible, first book of the Bible. And uh, Israel, can you read verse 26 to verse 20, just kidding, verse 31. Let's start from there. 26 to verse 31, please. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God made man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and the tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Okay, thank you, Israel. This is Israel, uh, Israel, uh, Genesis chapter 1. Uh, I think we have to suspend the, you know, there's a little bit of, of like, ah, uh, this is Genesis 1. Uh, we read it many single times. And I mean, out there, you, you were like, I want to commit to reading the Bible. And you start reading Genesis 1. And Genesis 1 is very familiar to us. But it lays the foundation for what we're going to do uh, for this, this season. And so, Siku, um, while we suspend that, that ah feeling and we get into the text, this, this is a really good juicy chunk. What's happening in verses 26 through 31? And well, let's just jump all it and see. But we'll start with Siku first. 
I mean, I don't get an er feeling. You don't get an er <laughs> feeling. Okay. I was about to say that. Yeah. Okay, I'm the only one. Okay, <laughs> so I, I, I'm rebuked. And no, because uh, every time I come to Genesis chapter 1, there's, there's so much richness and depth. You know, mm-hmm. it's the beginning of the entire Bible, and it sets a foundation. You know, the, the, chap- the chapter begins with, in the beginning, God. Mm. Like, it doesn't go into a philosophical discussion of how God came to be and etc. It just says God. It assumes the existence of God. And then the picture that we see of God is that God is creator. Mm-hmm. And the verses that Israel read, um, this is the culmination of the creation because in verse 31 it says, Then God saw everything mm-hmm. that he had made. And indeed, it wasn't just good that was said uh, you know, throughout the chapter. It was good, it was good, it was good. It says it was very good. So when God comes to the culmination, the very the, the, the crowning act of his creation, he creates male and female, creates mankind, and then he commits to them the work of tending the garden, of taking care of this creation of everything that he has already made. And he sees not just in the creation of humanity but and in the creation of all the things that he created, but in the interaction that he has ordained between humanity and his creation. He says, all of these things are very good. Mm-hmm. So this is like we are we're we're booting a system, and we're seeing what operation what operating system is running for the world. And you're saying, how I take it is from what you're saying is everything was 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 running perfectly, smoothly, smoothly. Yeah. Um, there's a word good. I think that's that's the re- re- repeated word throughout in Genesis. Well, um, can you, Jonathan, explain that? There's there's good, 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 and then very good. You can talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, you see. So as as God is creating, going through the different days, um, things are good. Mm. And uh, actually, the Hebrew word here uh, is also, can also mean uh, it's pleasing, it's delightful. Okay. Uh, okay. God is enjoying what he's doing. Okay. But now that he's completing it, you know, the seventh, sixth day and then the seventh day he's resting, it is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is completed. It is, has, God has completed the picture of what he wanted to do. And now he's ready to let this thing go. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not go as in goodbye, but as, as in let, let life... No, let it run. Let it and, run, yeah. And, and let go. the operating yeah. system go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's just a, a beautiful picture that God is delighted in his creation. And it, it, you have this progress. It's, it starts with the basic elements, but then it, it grows and grows. And then it, it ends with the image of God. It's like yeah. a humanity. crescendo. A crescendo, yes. And it, it, the finale is uh, really, you know, um, man and woman... And then the Sabbath with God. Mm-hmm. We have Israel. we have a philosophical insight into the mind of God, and then we also have a picture of that 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 emerges in terms of of sense too. Mm. So there is an element of 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 God building something that is sensical, mm. and so we have an insight first of all into the into the understanding of God in that how he how he or what he believes is how he believes his image is fulfilled. So it says in the beginning there in verse 26, and so it says, God said, let us make man in our image after our, our likeness. And then notice what it says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Mm-hmm. And so he says, let's make man, but then let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And so you have a singular and a plural being spoken of. Mm-hmm. And that singular and plural is speaking about Adam and his wife, Eve. Mm-hmm. And so it says, so God made man in his own image, in the image of God created he uh, them, right? Male, or him, male and female mm-hmm. created he them. Mm-hmm. And so you have here a, a, a philosophical insight into the mind of God. What does it mean to reflect his image? The reflection of God's image takes place most effectively 
and most clearly within the marriage context of Adam and Eve. Mm. And so you have God is God is reflected, yes, in part through the light. God is reflected, yes, in part through the trees that yield seed. God is reflected, yes, in part through the sky and the earth and whatever. But ultimately, the image of God is instilled most perfectly and completely in the creation of the human family, which mm. is Adam and Eve. And so you have this emergence of the image of God that is taking place and this philosophical uh, insight into into the mind of God, the creative mind of God. And I feel like that, that's That beautiful. is really powerful. Verse 26, I mean, let us make man, this is this is humanity, singular, but then you're like, let them, which is part of that, this is, this is, this is, this is individuality and community right. together, right. singularity and plurality together. This is, this is very, very I just, profound. I was going to say like, that, yes, we have the marriage union, just to expand on that, um, but in creating humanity, the, the singularity, plural, plural, plurality, <laughs> individuality, community thing. <laughs> um, it's not just in, in a marriage relationship, but that's for human society, right? And in the, the image of God is not just reflected in an individual who says, you know, I want to commit my life to, to Christ, but it's in the way that we re- relate to one another. And that's what he's saying, like the way that we relate to one another. But more than that, uh, and, and I hadn't seen this before, but let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. This is part of his plan. Even before he goes into in his image, he created he him. He says part of his creation of humanity is, yes, that interaction between them, but also the way that they interact with creation mm-hmm. reflects the image of God. Right. And so the, the human-to-human inter- interaction and the human interaction with creation is meant to paint a picture of who God is. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, I don't know if you're, you're, you're noticing this, but this is, we're laying the ground first principles, the presuppositions for mercy and justice throughout the Bible. And we, we're finding today in human society, this is the ultimate conflict and struggle. How does one individual uh, meld and unite with the rest of society? How does uni- society meet the needs of the individual and the, the community at the same time? And there's always a clash. Yeah. Uh, it's in the American dollar, you have that Latin, Latin uh, phrase. phrase. Um, look it up on your dollar, what it says. Uh, it, yeah, there you go. Uh, something, something in some He's European not even language. American, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the ultimate struggle for humanity throughout. So the last five thousand years of, of philosophy, trying to find out how, how does this is this is profound stuff. This is profound stuff. All right, what else can we mine out from from this 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 chunk here, Israel? The element of equality also emerges mm. in what Siegel was saying. So you have here. Man and woman, they're created in the image of God, and in in that image, in that creation, they have dominion over certain things. And so we normally think that equality necessitates the elimination of someone being above another, of, above another. Mm-hmm. But that's not seen here. Even in the perfect world, you have Adam and Eve having dominion over the fish of the sea and 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 over nature, uh, the, the nature that they've been created in. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, equality is not necessarily meaning that there is that there is the elimination of a system where someone has uh, you know dominion quote unquote over another another element of creation. Well, it's more like responsibility. Uh, you, you look at I mean later in the Bible, Jesus reflects to us what the Godhead is like. It is a servant leadership kind of uh, dominion. So mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I'm dominating over all these animals and the world and I'm the ruler. It is you know this is a perfect world without sin, and so they are. They're here to take care of, of the others and to serve them and to, to, to be the responsible party in this 
hierarchy, so to say. So, uh, would you get use the word that I was going to say? So, is the Bible portraying a hierarchy here? But all in its ideal conditions. Is that a fair thing to say, or would you feel? Yeah, I, I feel like hierarchy has become a, a kind of a cuss word. Yes. Um, because when we think hierarchy, we think of what Jesus actually um, spoke against. He mm. said, you know, the, the the Gentiles they lorded over them, mm -hmm. you know, and they hold that kind of uh, right. dominion. But when when God explains what that dominion looks like in Genesis chapter 2, when he's telling Adam what he actually has to do, he has to dress it, he has to keep it, he has to work the mm. garden. It's, it's almost like being in a position of, quote, authority or being in, in the dominion, dominating position gives you a greater responsibility and a greater burden. Um, greater expectation of greater, service. Right, of service. And, mm -hmm. and so hierarchy in the worldly sense, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. Okay. But the way that God, the picture that God portrays and, and what Jesus came to show us is that when you have a responsibility, a position of authority, it actually means greater work for you to yeah. do mm -hmm. in service to whatever it it's, is. It's mm -hmm. other-centeredness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm here to take care of the garden and all the and the whole earth. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to take care of myself. I'm taking care of the others. And others are taking care of me. So it's it's this other-centered uh, love that's okay. going on, which John, is a reflection of who John, God is. hold that thought. When we come back after the break, we're going to see how Jonathan takes care of himself and his garden. And we're looking at this concept of hierarchy and justice and mercy in the Bible. Stay tuned. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. We're looking at the concept of hierarchy in the Bible. And in, in our day, in our contemporary society, hierarchy is not a nice word word and we're looking at in the Bible and if all the conditions are perfect, we're actually seeing a hierarchy if it's inverted seems to be a biblical model for 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 society. So Jonathan, you were saying like what what's going on when in, in our contrast today and what the Bible's saying? Well yeah, as Siku was explaining, you kind of touched upon it right now, is in the hierarchy of this world, uh, in, in a sinful setting you have the the top down model. In the biblical sense, yes, you have a hierarchy, but it is um, in a sense that the top is uh, serving the down. So it, it, you're always here to serve the others. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus came. He came all the way down to serve us uh, to the very end. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but that is even before sin. You can see this model here in Genesis chapter 1. Mm -hmm. We are to take care of the world around us, of the people around us, we, because that as well is a reflection of who God is. Mm -hmm. Well, it is, it is in the nature of God to give. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what's, that's what's uh, clearly portrayed here. Mm -hmm. So God gave Jesus the, the responsibility of creation. You know, if you, if you read the Bible later on, it says that Jesus okay, was... So we'll reference Colossians chapter 1, yeah. where Jesus created all things, all things were created for me. Right. Yeah, okay. yes. So we're just so, going to juxtapose those two yeah. verses together. So you, have, so you have here where you have Jesus is now given authority to create. Mm. When Jesus is given the authority to create, he creates the world. But in the creation of the world, he also inserts... Uh, power. He gives power to his creation, to Adam and Eve. But Adam and Eve are to take that power and then to empower the rest of what they have dominion over. Mm. In, in other words, it is in the nature of God to give. 
to give, to give. And so you have that, you have that constantly in all of creation. The trees, they give oxygen to the world. The birds, they sing for humanity or for the rest of creation. You have this, this, this play and counterplay of, of taking, but taking for the purpose of giving. And so this is very evident in, in nature and in creation and in the perfect world. And Satan takes that, he takes this uh, holy hierarchy, and then he poisons that, mm. and he changes that. And then now, you know, you have a system where now justice is no longer present. What, what is only present is domination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, while you were talking, I, mean, I was thinking, man, this, this, that sounds very like circle of life You mm-hmm. know, like, you know, I'm just imagining and I want to bust out into some African chant. But, you know, <laughs> I, what, what, what's, what, what's different from circle of life mm-hmm. and what we call nature, mm-hmm. current mother nature, and what the Bible is portraying is there's no death in this mm-hmm. circle, mm-hmm. Right? right? It's giving and taking. It's it's almost a a lateral uh, giving and take circle, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas now, because of sin, we have a something needs to die for something else to survive. Mm-hmm. Death is included, and almost death is given meaning after sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, but before sin, it's it's how does how did how does nature function without death? And it, and it does. This is this is the way it should have been done. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to bring attention to verse tw- uh, verse twenty six. I just I, this is a concept that I like. Um, throughout the chapter one of Genesis, you see you know good 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 right. So you have you know the trees shall make more trees, the grass makes more grass, the animals make more animals. They make after their own kind, after their kind. It's kind of the after their kind is the repetition. Yeah. And then after at the apex of this is verse twenty six. And then God says, let us make man in our image, as if God were saying, just as all these things are making after their kind, now let us, let God is making after his kind. Yeah. So in a, in a kind of a way, kind of a way, yeah. in a kind of a way, <laughs> right, not to be misinterpreted, God is making more of his little hymns. Well, Adam is called the son of God, mm. you know, in, 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 the, in the genealogy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is an incredible point because you, you look at the, the image of God, um, what, what incredible value that puts on humanity. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes. we are in the image of God. We are not God, but we are a reflection of who he is. Yes. And, uh, you know, after sin, things have been <clears throat> destroyed a little bit, but Jesus came to undo all of that, to restore that image in us. And for those of us who are struggling with self-worth, and let's be real, we all are in a way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> understanding this concept should give us incredible hope and joy that God values us because we are in His image. We are His creation. We are you know, little versions of Him in, yeah. in, in that sense, yeah, yeah. as you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's powerful just to know and have that faith and, and joy that, you know, when Jesus comes again one day, yeah. uh, he, will, he will have changed me to a point where I'm a reflection of who he is. And, and, and getting back to that, mm-hmm. that original intent, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, we have thousands of years of sin and whatnot, but it's not, salvation is not just only about Jesus dying for us and removing right. our sins, but it is the process of, of our bodies, of health education, about mental education, mm-hmm. about even our relationships. It's getting back to that original mm-hmm. Edenic version. Yeah. And we don't, you don't ever reach that, you know, that, that if, if you can call it a stage, and I don't, and I don't know, but, but just, just that, that reversion mm-hmm. is, is just a, a revolution in, in itself. Yeah. And I think Siku. the, the, just, just speaking to what Israel had said about, you know, that selfishness that, um, instead of thinking about giving and the, the, the me focus that comes after sin enters the world, mm-hmm. um, 
when justice is spoken of, of in the Bible, it's predicated on this concept that we are all created in the image of God. Yes. Yes. And so the value mm -hmm. that Jonathan's speaking of, that having personal value because God created me, not just created me, but he redeemed me, right? So that gives me a sense of value, not in anything I'm worth, but in who God has made yeah. me to be. Mm -hmm. But that value extends to my fellow mm -hmm. humanity, right? Yes. To, to fellow men and women, that God created them in the image of God. And that puts a burden on how I interact with them if I understand the worth that God has placed in yeah. them by creating them. Well, Siku, you know, I just got to mention this because it's, it's illustrating your point. I went to some part in, uh, in the world where they had a worldview where individuals themselves did not have this understanding. Mm -hmm. So uh, they themselves were like, we were not created after the image of God. We, we, there is no self-worth in us. We are the leftovers of whatever creation had left over. Mm -hmm. and, and so there they were, and this was not one or two, but these were hundreds, if not thousands, of, of these individuals on the street lying naked and they look like they were dead mm -hmm. and they, they're a fly, they're sleeping but they're covered in excrement, flies and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking to myself, get up. Like how can you just sit there and lay there and like just, but this guy whispered to me and said that these people, it's their worldview mm -hmm. that they have no self-worth in themselves and in their, in their you know, creation uh, uh, meta-narrative they're thinking that they're made from the the excrement of, of the God. So there's nothing innate, there's no innate value in them to get up. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking in our culture today, this is so part of our, our society, we take that for granted. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's well, the beauty, of, the beauty of Genesis chapter 1 is that it lays a foundation for what justice really is. And here you have a combination. And justice comes uh, by an understanding of who we are and an understanding of who my neighbor is, right, and who God is. Mm -hmm. And this is what is taking place in Genesis chapter 1. Mm -hmm. So you have here God is creating humanity. God creates Adam. Adam is created in the image of God, yet he's made out of dirt. And, and there's, nothing, there's nothing of value in him. He's not made of gold. He's not made of diamonds. He's made of dirt, something that people step on, something that is useless, right? And yet, and yet, and dust. And this is, this is a great reminder for uh, those of us who might think highly of ourselves, you know, oh, we come from this culture and our culture is rich and our culture is awesome and our culture is great. At the end of the day, what the common denominator be, be between all of us is the fact that all of us are made out of dirt. And yet at the very, very same time, what you said, Jonathan, was super awesome is the fact that we do have value. And the value does not come in from ourselves that we're made of dirt, but it comes because God himself stooped down to humanity and breathed into us in the most intimate way, mm -hmm. breathed into us a part of who he is. Mm -hmm. And so you have this, this crazy understanding in Genesis chapter 1 of how value is attained. It's not attained based on who I am, which gives me a reminder that I'm just like any other neighbor, even like the person that thinks that they're made out of, you know, the very, very worst of society. And at the same time, in the very, very same thought, the image of God is in me because God himself found me worthy to blow in me the breath of life. That's, that's awesome because when the relationship between Adam, Adam and Eve and God is broken, that's when the relationship between Adam and Eve is broken. Yeah. So for justice to actually to truly be restored in society, 
there needs to be a reconciliation in that relationship between us and God. Because mm-hmm. when, when, when that is broken, we're just all dirt and we're just stepping on each other. And, yeah. but, dirt but fighting amongst dirt. dirt yeah, right. you know, and some dirt thinking they're better dirt because... But when we re- renew that relationship with God, it brings back into perspective the right understanding of who we are. And without that... Mm-hmm. Adam is blaming Eve, Eve is blaming the serpent, blaming creation, and it's, it's all a mess if our relationship with God is not. This really informs how I want to look at people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm not just talking about the people I like, I'm talking about the people I don't like, mm. enemies or people who are just, you know, terrible. Um, and, and it also, it, it, it informs how we uh, relate to each other in the family, in all the circles. So I want to treat people, no matter what they are like, um, as the image of God, there is a, you know, they might not have found God themselves as a, as a savior and friend, but they are of value. Mm-hmm. And just because I know Jesus and they don't, I'm not more important or better than them. Right. Um, in fact, I have a responsibility now to help them find their value in the being in being the image of God. What I hear you all saying is is a point of reference, right? Mm-hmm. And so once we put God and Jesus back into into the equation, the the self worth point of reference is mm-hmm. from God. And then how I relate to each one of you is not through directly me to you, but it's through how God sees all of you. But if you don't have this point of reference, then the point of reference naturally becomes me, Mm -hmm. right? So then if I see you and I think I'm higher than you, Mm -hmm. then I try to start uh, treating you lower. Mm -hmm. Or if I see you as higher than than myself, then I try treating you higher than you should be. And that causes all these societal problems. Well, that's that's the foundation of having the law of God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Mm-hmm. Right. Immediately, as soon as you eliminate God, God from the equation, what do you do? You insert yourself as the God in, mm-hmm. in the equation. And so now, I'm treating you as though I'm God, and you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was going to say, but you know, justice is, is, is built on the law of God. It is built on who God is. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he's taken out of the picture, as Israel said, I make myself now the source of justice and what is right and wrong, mm-hmm. when in reality, all of us need to seek it in, in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this realigning of, of God back as the ultimate reference point, I think, is the ultimate goal of worship. Mm-hmm. You know, when you study the word worship, it's not just about, you know, hallelujah and, and raising the roof, but it's, it's placing, <laughs> worth, <laughs> placing worth back to where ultimate right worth should be. How many of you out there have been blessed by this conversation? I know we have, but in a different way. Maybe you see yourself in a different way. In our social media world today, we're always taking pictures of ourselves and selfies. And worth is not always sometimes based on who we are, but also how other people view us. Mm. And to be honest, both sides totally its irrelevant. We need to refresh our mental browsers and have our self-worth and the worth of how we see others based in the image of God. That can only be done by the Holy Spirit transforming your worldview, your mind, your heart, your entire being. That is my prayer for all of us, for myself, and hopefully for you out there. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week, next time, next episode here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.